Turn, 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 And welcome back to the show, guys. This is Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. We have another quarantine guest speaker edition for you today. Please welcome to the show, Lowell artist, Jay Faith. Thank you so much for being here, Jay Faith. We really appreciate having you. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's glad to be here. I'm super excited to, you know, sit down and have a conversation with you and, you know, just talk about music. Absolutely. You've been pretty active in a lot of our lives lately, so I felt like, and, and we had a good back and forth on uh, on Instagram, so in the DMs, yeah. we we got to get you on the show, and uh, you're right down the street too, which is kind of crazy. You're uh, like I said, you're right in Lowell, where uh, our headquarters are in North Andover, so you're oh, basically yeah. a neighbor of ours. So <laughs> piece of cake, easy piece of cake, guy. Uh, speaking of quarantine, so how have how have you been handling um, this time? Are you are you creating a lot? Are you not as much? Um, I know you just dropped a single with with Chemic, but I, I feel like that would be already in the works. Um, so like, what have you been doing, um, you know, during this time to kind of, as far as creative goes? As far as creatively, um, it's been, it's been kind of everywhere, you know, to be honest. Um, I've been working with a lot of different things um, as far as not only just creating music, um, but also just kind of bettering myself as, you know, a manager, I'm, I manage my music. I have to, you know, I ca- have to cover all the different angles, marketing, promo, you know, keeping up with Instagram, keeping up with, you know, all the social media sites, um, all that fun stuff, networking, you know, I'm doing everything myself. So, you know, I've not only been, you know, trying to just create music, but, you know, just researching marketing strategies, you know, how to post on Instagram, um, you know, connecting better with fans, you know, things like that, just to, you know, better myself. So, you know, again, I'm doing it solely for by myself. So I have to, you know, I have to brush up on that knowledge and, you know, having the time to do it, you know, you might as well take advantage of it um, and make the best of it. So, you know, just been doing a lot of research, you know, just on the marketing promo side, but then, you know, as far as creatively in the music side, um, I've been arranging uh I've been I'm working on my uh first debut not my debut I shouldn't say debut but my first studio album and one of the things that I'm doing with that is um uh, arranging all the beats that I have it's pretty much about I'd say maybe 90% written so what I've been doing is just going through each song piece by piece and arranging the beats how I want to um so that you know I can record in my home studio get a feel for what I'm looking for and then kind of customize it again, you know, really be prepared for when I do jump in the studio so that, you know, for me, um, I'm not, you know, wasting time. I'm, you know, just getting in there, getting the job done and, you know, just coming out with exactly what I'm looking for. And, you know, this quarantine time gives me time to kind of experiment and kind of figure that stuff out too. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, from the sounds of it, it seems like you're just kind of laying a bunch of foundational pieces and trying <clears throat> to brush up on some some of these other like things that kind of get overlooked, which I think a lot of just whether you're a fan or of music or 
really a fan of anything, but specifically we'll, we'll keep it in, in terms of music. A lot more goes behind the scenes than a lot of people I think understand. And a lot of these things are more time consuming than you might think. Like, like you said, for, for us, for sure. Like I have a couple of uh, producers that, you know, that help me with a lot of the stuff and the promotional pieces, mm -hmm. but like I still do a lot myself as well. Like the you know, editing of the episodes and promotional as well, marketing, all that stuff. But when you're doing it yourself, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but it really is time consuming, especially when you want to do it correctly. So one, I applaud you for, you know, taking, you know, doing this all yourself, really. I mean, it's, it's, it definitely is a, a huge job, huge task. Um, you know, and it's, and uh, so uh, one of our, one of our guys, shout out Zafir, um, he, uh, well, one of the artists that we've, we've had on the show and has been, um, you know, a guy that we've worked with in the past. He, he said something really interesting to me the other day because we were having a conversation and he's like, you know, it, it's hard at this stage to find people that want to work hard and then find people that want to work for free. And then it's even harder mm -hmm. to find people that want to, that, can, that will and can do both. You know what I mean? For sure. So, you know, and of course you have a vision here you want to go to, but it's, I think it's awesome that you're able to do a lot of this yourself. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's been, you know, I, it's been kind of insightful for myself, you know, in doing, like I said, working on kind of the, the, the beats and arranging everything because it's allowed me to really be better when it comes to songwriting and, you know, fitting more into that pocket um, of the beat just to make it even better. And then I've just like, even last night I was working on a beat and, you know, I just, I was messing around with it. And then, you know, it just, it wasn't sounding the way that I wanted it to. And it eventually just kind of, <clears throat> kind of flipped into something totally different. And I was like, no, that sounds a lot better. And that's going to work a lot better for me. And eventually, you know, I ended up scrapping the entire beat um, for that actual song. And I've started just researching um, other beats for it just because it, it wasn't exactly where I wanted to be and those are some of the realizations that you come to when you're a little bit more hands-on is that you know once you finally dive deep into it you know it it may not be exactly what you want but that's all a part of the creative process is, is really fine you know diving in there and just seeing what's going to work and what's not going to work and sometimes you you know you think you have this you know great song or this great you know thing that you're putting together and it's like you know, maybe it's not exactly what you need. And maybe there's something better that you can kind of do with it and make it sound even better. Sure. So um, it's been it's been super cool just to work on it. You know, um, it's been it's been like building a house, you know, you got to start with the foundation. And, and that's been like the best part for me, too. Because again, when I go into the studio, you know, I can be like, hey, I want this here. I want this here. I want this to sound here. I want it to sound like this. And, you know, it's been like building a house where before, you know, I was, you know, kind of just filling it with furniture and kind of arranging the furniture. Yeah. Now it's, it's literally from the ground up, which is super cool. It, it, it's rewarding for me just knowing like I have a hand in kind of every piece of it, you know, moving forward. And it's really going to be like my baby, my little project that's going to be kind of mine. And, you know, I just know like um, failure success, like, it's going to be on me and that's more rewarding than anything, you know, whether it, you know, it's successful or it fails and that's, you know, that's just part of the process, but it just helps you grow as an artist and, you know, you just take that and you move forward with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, a, obviously what, what you're saying here is all about growth and the fact that you're doing yourself, um, it's going to help you in that, in that regards. And you're, like you said, you're going to understand when you go to actually record, 
um, you're going to know, you know, what you're doing and, and what, how you want it to be. Cause you've, you've thought about it and you've, you've taken the time to really, you know, craft that, that process for yourself. Sure. Uh, notice your little, little ink there, man, huh? You, uh, oh yeah. I got, I got 13 right now. Um, I'm hoping to get some soon once, uh, once things open up again. So I'm, I've been dying for one. So hopefully once everything opens back up, we, uh, we get back to the ink. I've got a lot of ideas. They've just been kind of sitting on the side for now. Yeah. I actually, I had a chess piece, uh, booked ready to go in <sighs> around Boston, uh, Boston tattoo convention. Um, oh, nice. yeah. I'm familiar with uh, ink master the show at all oh yeah oh yeah that's where i fell in love with just that's where i actually fell in love with kind of drawing and tattoos themselves like you know this this one here was my first tattoo and it was a picture that i found but you know as i started watching ink masters miami ink um that kind of stuff like it got me more into drawing because i saw like the process that they went into and in doing it and i was like oh like i want to draw my own tattoos and Right. You know, got me into drawing just different other things and just really like knowing like there's better tattoo ideas and things that you can do and just more detail and I saw like how more detailed things can be and I was like I have to just do this and keep going and just absorb it and just embrace it so um, yeah I know exactly where you, I know exactly where you're coming from yeah, I have ten my I think I have ten, ten or eleven myself. So you got me beat uh, by a few, but um, yeah, not same with me. I got the uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Sleeve, I'm close, but um, and a few others just out everywhere. But um, yep. yeah, Jarrell Larkins from this season was gonna do was gonna do okay. a chess piece for me, and of course it didn't happen. So I, uh, you know, given given the uh, the climate, but yeah, you know, that's um, yeah, they're they're addicting, man, huh? Oh. I, oh it's terrible you you just keep thinking of different you you start thinking of just reasons why you should get one more than really like the necessity or need for you to get when you're like oh like you know i need to get this because i love basketball let me get a big basketball put right here you know let me you know it's just it it's just too addicting you just you know as painful as it can be you're just like oh no i, I just need more you know what's interesting to me though about them i actually don't <laughs> pain it's it, that's not what bothers me it's the aftercare like the itch afterwards and like the peeling oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. process that part actually to be honest really bothers me more than the actual pain like i don't really feel i mean it's obviously not like a comfort like a comforting feeling, right you know what i mean but yeah. it's not like i don't know for me now at this point it doesn't it doesn't bother me uh getting them anymore yeah but, i mean you just it, it's just like a numbing feeling you just you know you sit through the first like maybe like 10 minutes obviously you feel it and then you just kind of go zone off into la la land and it just you know you just keep gazing at it here and there but yeah i definitely agree with you on kind of the aftercare process because you're like i just want this to be done i want to be able to you know take the stuff off i don't want ink to be bleeding off of it you know and you know it just doesn't look the way that it should and you know you want to really see like the final product of it kind of in its you know whole naturality of it so you're like you're just like oh i just want it to be done and just cleared away and let me just show it off to the world exactly oh 100 um you mentioned so you actually so you do some art then you draw um do you do it's a little casual um but it's you know it's one of those things that you know i i fell in love with kind of not randomly but it wasn't something that i expected you know, I was the, I was the type of person that would draw stick figures, you know, that was the max, that was the level of where I was at. And, you know, it started getting into with Ink Masters and 
um, you know, Miami and watching it all on Netflix and stuff like that, that, you know, I was like, oh, I want to like, I want to start drawing my own tattoos. So, you know, I started with tracing and, you know, eventually just was like, oh, like I kind of really just enjoy doing this. I was showing people, you know, some of my work and, you know, they're like, oh, like you're getting pretty good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's only tracing. And then, but then I started doing more freehand and, you know, a buddy of mine, you know, back in the day, he was into graffiti. So, you know, he was showing me a lot of his stuff. And I was like, this is like, you know, I, I love graffiti too. That's another one of my things that I'm super in love with. Well, you know, part of it is right here, but, um, you know, I just fell in love with graffiti too. So just another great art form. And, you know, I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and just taking different things. And, you know, I draw graffiti or I draw, you know, a koi fish and eventually just kept going into this steady thing. And it was just more of like a therapy, another therapy for me of just something to kind of just break away, you know, clear the thoughts and just focus on one specific thing instead of, you know, maybe everything that you have, you know, going on because you got to pay attention to all the detail and, you know, where you're drawing and how you're drawing and, you know, where the colors are going to fit. It just kind of, it's a, it's a good distraction from, you know, even just music. Um, you know, I hit writer's block a little bit a while ago and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know how to break out of this. And I was like, you know what, sometimes, you know, even for artists, just for a lesson is you just have to step back and, you know, one, let life happen and just let, you know, life experiences and creativity come through that. Um, but then just try to find something else, you know, it doesn't have to be drawing, but find something else that, just sparks your creativity, something that just, you know, really gets you out there. And again, that can be separate from music because, you know, you know, you could play an instrument, things like that, but even take it a step further and just get outside of that spectrum of just music and just switch, uh, you know, flip a switch in your brain that switches from, you know, music to, you know, just art or, you know, I don't know, you know, build, uh, woodworking something you know what i mean just something that just switches it up and just you know because then it just refreshes your brain and then you know when you when you jump back into it, you're like okay like I'm, I'm i'm refocused i know what i'm looking for and you know i can just start with a clear head instead of you know running with all the thoughts you know that you had before of you know just trying to put something together and then it just sounds forced and it's not what you want especially as an artist so oh. Sure. No, I, I can I can completely understand that. Um, in terms of like your 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 drawing though, um, I love that how you, you you know you're talking about that as almost like a therapeutic thing because even though I think that you know as an as a music artist you use music as a way to like express yourself, but it's almost like a job in its own right. You know what I mean? At the same time, or at least oh, you yeah. want it to be right. So there needs to even though it's probably you know making music is probably enjoyable for you. Um, I would imagine that you even have to escape it sometimes, like you're saying. Um, did you did you actually do the the logo for like your your J Faith thing? Is that is that like something uh, you did or, or did somebody do that for you? Somebody did that for me. Um, I reached out to New England Noise. Shout out to them. Um, he's done my. Lo I know he's done like my logo. He's done um, Hero. You know Hero. Um, he's done his stuff. A uh, bunch of his logos. So. Um, no, I was just trying to look for something I had here, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, they, they did, um, they jumped in and threw the logo together and it came out, you know, exactly what I wanted. And 
you know, we just, we threw a couple of designs together and it eventually just, you know, ended up coming into this. So it's clean. It works. I think it, in you saying that you like graffiti and things like that, I think that totally like it, it now I understand it, right. It kind of fits your, not only your brand, but like, you know, your interests and, and kind of who you are. It even shows that even gives a little bit more context, you know? Exactly. And, you know, on the, on the side as a pen too. And, you know, cause for me, uh, compared to you know i'd say a lot of especially a lot of artists in hip-hop you know i'm definitely more of a writer um when it comes to it you know i dabble in freestyle you know i'm trying you know that's one of the things that i know that i need to improve and grow on um i know that's you know something that's just not where i want it to be but you know just still working on but you know i've always been a writer you know even in school like writing essays like that was like just my thing like you know forget math like i'm going nowhere with math um, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not one of my things. I can't, you know, but That's writing what I, I teach English. So yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I love writing. Absolutely. That was, that was what I, that's the reason why I English myself, because I liked writing, uh, even more than I liked reading when I was in high school. I, I've, yeah. I've come to love reading again. I, I used to love yeah. reading kid, but, um, even now, so um, having more of a palette and kind of getting into little different books and, and really kind of being able to read like on my own time and, and yeah. interesting things that I like. Um, but it, like you said, as far as, as the writing piece, I'm the same way as you, like I wasn't ever like a creative writer per se. Um, that's got like more my mom, like my mom's a very creative writer. She actually does like a lot of poetry and, and wrote a book. Oh, wow. So, um, so yeah, the, we, that's what, one thing about your music that stands out to me just like right away, and, and this is one of the first things that you and I talked about um, off, off air, is mm -hmm. uh, the fact that, you know, I would consider you in the realm of like conscious hip hop and, and you definitely have something to say. And you clearly, you know, um, you, you definitely focus on the writing aspect of it. So how does that, how does the, you as a writer, how did, how did that just, that just almost naturally kind of happen in terms of like your your ability to create songs or was that or is that always something you truly wanted to do and you just didn't really know it um well writing like like I said like in like high school college like it was just something that came natural um it was just for me right. you know I, I just see it as like a structure you know you have the beginning middle end and you know, it was always just something, you know, for me, I'm a very structurally based person, like things just have to, you know, be in a certain way, or, you know, when you're shooting a basketball, when you're throwing a baseball, like, there's a certain way to throw it to shoot it that it's going to work. Absolutely. So for me, you know, when it comes to writing, you know, that was my go to because it, it, it just had that structure and, you know, beginning, middle, end. that's how you put it together. And that's just how kind of, you know, for me and my music, that's how my songs work. You know, you have, you know, you're, you're opening a couple bars, you know, and then you go into really what, what the hell you're talking about. And then, you know, you have those last couple bars right before the hook that you just kill it right before the hook kicks in. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's just the same process. So it kind of just flowed into it. And, you know, originally I used to just write poetry with, you know, and you were saying, you know, like you're kind of far off on poetry, but you know, that's where I actually started was poetry and just, you know, dabbling in that. And then, you know, as I started getting into my influences of music, um, 
you know, it just turned, it turned into songwriting, but it, it just fell along those same lines of, you know, just the structure and, you know, that's just how I work. And again, you know, arranging the beats, you know, putting the music together, it's just all, you know, kind of a structure to me. And that's just how I visualize it, you know, in creating, in creating music. I love that. That's really cool. So yeah, it's almost, almost like the poetry piece really was a catalyst to, for you to, to really songwrite and, and do all these kind of, yeah. You mentioned that you you kind of you've always been a hip hop fan. Um, I know you're like again you're you're more into like the conscious guys. Like you like guys like J Cole, Joe Budden, Royce the Five Nine. Just like name yeah. a f right guys that actually get into a lot of like really I don't want to say um, personal matters, but they get into um, I guess like just content that makes you think, right? So mm -hmm. what about those artists in particular, or any other artists that kind of were influenced influential for you? Um, what did they kind of do for you in terms of, uh, you know, your craft and, and what you, what you wanted to be saying in, in your music? Um, and it's funny because, you know, probably up until I'd say maybe 2013, which is, you know, roughly around the time that I actually dropped my first project or solo project. Um, you know, I wasn't really deep into I guess I would say not really deep into hip hop. A lot of the stuff that I was listening to was mainstream. Um, you know, just, you know, everything you heard on the radio and, you know, that's the stuff that I was buying. That's the stuff that I was listening to, but you know, what really did it for me was DMX and, you know, just listening to him and, you know, you have, you know, Rough Riders Anthem and Party Up In Here, you know, those are just the classics that you always hear. But then, you know, as I was, you know, I was like, no, I need more DMX. He has so I started deep cuts that are like, yeah, breath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's what, you know, I ended up discovering, you know, the, the, his prayer songs, his, you know, those just those more deep cuts. And I was like, there's more to this person than, you know, what you hear on the radio. Right. And eventually it led to I heard I watched his um, VH1 behind the music back when they did that. I missed that show, by the way. Um, but just, just watching that and hearing about him and I was like, like learning more about an artist is what draws me in more than just, you know, just hearing a little bop on the radio because it doesn't really, it just doesn't connect with me that way. I I music that I gravitate towards is something that I can either relate to or I can feel an emotion about. Um, not to say that, you know, the party music that, you know, that's out there doesn't get me bopping and moving. It's it's great. And I think people need that. But for me, it was, you know, hearing those, you know, those prayer songs from DMX that like, you know, really like just gut wrenched out his heart. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe somebody would just, you know, let themselves let their soul out and onto a track and give it out to the world for somebody to hear. And, you know, obviously there's certain parts of my own personal life that I, you know, obviously I keep to myself and, but, you know, just to be able to, you know, it was just music that I could gravitate to. And, and, you know, that's what eventually led into, you know, the Joe Buttons and, and NFs and, and voice of five nines of, you know, type of music that, you know, why I, I write the music that I write, because it was just something that I could, connect to and just hearing the raw emotion you know joe budden ols4 talking about a, just a crazy deep relationship to um you know all the all of lost project i mean that was probably mind-blowing for me just to hear 
every single song was just pure raw emotion. It wasn't, you know, just some bop to, you know, and I remember the other thing too, is I remember listening to him when he was creating and he was like, every single song on here, like I'm not reaching for a single, I'm just making music. And I think that was kind of a, just a level leveling point, teetering point of just like, you know, this is exactly where, you know, where I want to be, you know, I was still, you know, messing around with different things, but, you know, eventually, I think just hearing that album and just knowing like, you know, I don't have to reach for a single, just make music that you enjoy. And that is just you. And, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's just led to that. And, you know, that's where it's kind of taken me as far as, you know, the content that I put into my music. Sure. No, I, I like that a lot. I like what you're saying, because I think that's super important. Because if you don't really, I don't want to say if you don't know yourself, but if you if you don't have uh, really like a self awareness of of like a direction you want to go or who you really want to be as an artist, I think <clears throat> you, you'll have a hard time. You have a hard time kind of creating a fan base that can get behind you because they don't really know who you are. Like they, I, I agree with you 100 percent that like the the personal connection piece is probably like the most one of the most important parts of not music, but in terms of just like like creating the connections and um you know with with your fans and and things like that i think that is like if they they see that you're a real person that you have these same emotions and you know maybe even issues that that they do that and they can really relate to that that's i i love that i think that's amazing so in terms of like your writing so i i i realized as again you you're i love this conversation but uh, you you are obviously a writer at, at heart and you started, uh, I know it was the, the, um, the name of your, your album uh, from, I think it was what, last year, two years ago, Right Mind? Oh, last year. Last 20, year. 2019. 2019, yep. yep. And you started like a little like movement, really, like a Right Mind movement. But, uh, so, but like obviously like not right, like yeah. writing, you know, so, but it has like that, obviously the, the, two, the two connotations there. Absolutely. Um, tell me a little bit about the Right Mind movement that you started and um, like, why did you decide <laughs> And um, did, was did the album come? Was it one of those things that like the album came first, and then like your, like the movement or like the Instagram page that you started, or was it kind of was it vice versa? So I didn't. I think I realized that I wanted to start Right Mind the movement itself. Um, it wasn't until I actually saw the cover uh, for the project. Um, I was, you know, I, I finally put the cover together, and I was just looking at it. And I was like, you know, I want to take this. A step further. I almost changed my stage name to write mine, um, but I decided against it after talking to a couple people. But um, yeah, it started actually once I had the the cover art for the actual project, and I sat down. And I just you know I I started reflecting on myself, um, in in the fact of you know as when I was coming up you know in the music industry and. I was very unaware of resources and things that, you know, I needed to become a better artist, whether it was beats, whether it was studios, like my first project, I've recorded myself, I mix and mastered myself, you know, found all the beats myself, like, you know, that was, you know, that was such a learning point. But, you know, I, you know, I wish I had somebody that showed me who could mix and master. I didn't know, I didn't know where to go. Right. So, you know, that was the kind of the start of it. So, you know, I, I look back at, you know, I didn't have those resources or how to market, how to market myself, how to, 
how to brand, how to, you know, how to get a logo, you know, those type of things. So I was like, I want to create something where actually, let me take a step backwards even further. Um, again, I was looking at myself like, you know, how am I going to get my music out? And I started thinking about these people, you know, fortunately for me, I have, you know, I was able to buy my own mic and, you know, create my own home studio. But I know there's a lot of people that may not necessarily either have the money or know the resources to get themselves out there. So I just started thinking, I'm like, there's probably these people that are out there that are probably phenomenal, could probably bar people to death, could sing people to death but they're never going to get heard because they don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a lost art in itself, you know? And, you know, I think people who have that amazing, just inner talent need to be heard somehow, some way. So, you know, I wanted to be able to give resources for people to be successful and find ways to, you know, if you just have to buy like a, you know, a super small, like I had a mic, the blue icicle, which is just the little tube that connected to my computer. Mm -hmm. That was it. But I was able to make music, you know, uh, you know, a $20, um, was it like a $50 mic, $20, um, audio interface, audio interface. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, my mom was like, uh, $20 in an audio interface and boom, I'm making music. Yeah. So I was using GarageBand and, you know, I, I put everything together, but you know, it's just those little things. And then again, it just expands even higher to, you know, marketing yourself branding yourself like what are those things and I thought you know well how can I take this a step further and you know I saw again I started thinking about kind of my own personal life and the things that I had either been through or going through financial you know financial things growing from that everybody has financial issues um you know fitness I'm big into fitness as well too so working out you know not everybody is familiar I've worked at a gym you know I played sports all my life not everybody is familiar with even the simple things of you know just working out or staying healthy um you know, finances, uh, fitness, and then mental health, you know, um, I think mental health is super important. And not a lot of people know how to get help for that. So, you know, I, when I dropped the project for Right Mind, you know, I I also released merch with it too, which had, um, you know, lyrics from all the artists that have been on the project on the back. And anything that any sales that I got from that was donated to the National Alliance on Mental Health um, for Massachusetts. And that'll stay, you know, for anything that has right mind on it, um, that'll always stay that way. But, you know, it was just a way for me to give back um, to people. I was always trying to find ways like, how can I give back to people? Because yeah, money is great and everything, but it's more rewarding to be able to give back not only through music, but how else can I do that? How can I expand on this and just really have an impact um, for other people? So, you know, I started, you know, just brainstorming, putting ideas together for how I wanted right mind. Um, I started with, you know, just four topics, you know, financial fitness, music, and um, mental health, you know, we'll, you know, that'll be kind of the, the, you know, the basement. This is where we'll start. And then, you know, we'll just see how this goes, you know, let's, you know, start, you know, pushing out just information to people. And I've been trying to, you know, reach out to other people, people who want to be, you know, either ambassadors or just people I can resources I can reach to, to be like, Hey, I have a question on financial, like how, you know, what are some tips that you can give me that I can give to other people cross promotion, 
you know, that way and just work with people and just delivering that information to other people. Man, I like want to commend you big time for that. <laughs> you could have easily, no, I'm serious because you easily could have been like, all right, I've already figured out this, you know, like, like, like you obviously know how to take care of your body, right. As just having, um, you know, a history in fitness and athletics and things like that. And you now, I mean, now at this point, you, you know how to craft your music, you understand the process. I mean, you're still working through a lot of these other things that kind of the nitty gritty, oh, yeah. the promotional piece, <clears throat> the marketing side. But for the most part, you know, it sounds to me like you have a foundation in place for your actual, the music making itself. But in terms of like, you could easily have been like, hey, you know, I already figured this all out. Like, I don't need to give back or do anything else. Like, but instead, you decided to chose it in a completely different way. And I, I love that, man. I think that that's phenomenal. And, and I agree with you on the mental health piece, especially like in these, in this, in these days, this, in this, um, this climate right now that we're in. Yeah. So vitally important to keep getting exercise and make sure, like you're saying, having creative outlets for you to stay mentally healthy and and because i think that's so important like people and even in you know in my life i've i've, I've said that too like my my podcast or this podcast is my creative outlet you know what i'm saying it, it keeps mm -hmm. me going it keeps me motivated and and you know it keeps it keeps me my my mind fresh and and, mm -hmm. and these conversations are really really huge but you know other people what kind of what do they have like for example, just my girlfriend, right? She she loves she's a teacher as well, and she loves it, right? She's like her life. But you know, this coronavirus has kind of taken oh, that yeah. out of that way, you yeah. know. And that was her life, and and yeah. she, you know, she's coming. She's like, I don't like, almost at a loss, like, and and I was just like, well, she's like, well, I was like, well, what do you like to do? She's like, I like to paint, and I was just like, I like to, I used to like to paint. I was like, well, then paint. And she's like, well, for what? I was like, it doesn't have to be for anything. Just yeah. just do it. You know what I mean? For sure. And. Now her and her sister are like, weirdly enough, they started painting these jean jackets, like and creating these like really awesome designs on these jean jackets. And I'm like, it's all these, these are great. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. Like you're saying, like staying creative, staying, you know, um, it, it's just, it's so easy. I think in this climate right now to just be in, like, you know, just lounge around and, and do nothing. And, and there are days for <laughs> myself i don't know about you like um oh, yeah. you, you just got on today and you're like yeah i haven't really been doing all that much today and i'm like yeah same i haven't really been doing a heck of a lot today either and you know everybody has those days but you have to have the days too where like you have a little bit of productivity or like you can exactly. feel good about what you're doing so dude i think that's i love this the right I, I hope it blows up dude because i think you're you're in a position where you know and especially like you know the communities that are surrounding us and where we live i think stuff like that like would be huge to get that out too you know what i yeah. mean like um and, and i think even like our generation of they don't we've had a hard especially the financial piece i think we've all had a harder time like i said with school loans and just the how expensive things are these days like financial literacy is like a huge issue i think with yeah our age aren't you know they're putting off buying homes they're putting off marriages they're putting off you know, fa like really making you know, families, just everything because, you know, their finances aren't in order, you know? Finance, it's, it's really, it's really not as difficult as a lot of people think it is. And it was a realization that I had to come to because, you know, I was like, oh, you know, just trying to figure out my own personal stuff. And luckily I had a friend of mine that I went to college with that I ran track with. He does financial advising. He does, you know, life insurance, all that fun stuff. And, you know, he sat down with me and we kind of worked with my finances and he was like, dude, like just do A, B and C. And I was like, really? That's, that's all I have to do. Like, he's like, yeah, like it's, 
I think it's just those simple things that, and simple practices that people don't put into play, you know, that, you know, it's so such an easy fix, but we just overlook it completely. And, you know, I just put those pieces into play and it just worked out perfectly. And, you know, I got my situation just fixed and, you know, I wanted to be able to share that with people. Um, you know, just things like that. I work with, I work with military teens and, you know, we'll play basketball all the time. And, you know, I started kind of coaching them, showing them how to shoot, you know, and they eventually were getting better. And that was another like turning point for why I started Right Mind was because, you know, I just, I felt the feedback from that, you know, they were like, oh, you know, just seeing it, you know, and I, I give them crap about it. Cause I'm like, he, he wasn't shooting that, you know, he was a good three point, this one kid, he was a good three point shooter. And, oh yeah. I'm a coach. I coach basketball nice. and I played my whole life. So I hear you. Yeah. You mentioned it a couple of times. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So Thanks. like he, you know, he was a good three point shooter and you know, he would, you know, he hit and then he'd be off and then he hit and then be off. And then, you know, I just showed him like, Hey, like you got to space your feet out a little bit more, get a little more square, this, that, and the other. And then literally like he, after that, like he was lighting it up and I was like, you know, every time we play, it'd be like, Oh, it's cause I, you know, it's cause I taught him how to shoot. And you know, he was like, he just gave me that look and I'm like, well, I'm not wrong. But, you know, but it's a mutual thing, too. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not out here to, you know, get all this accreditation and credit for doing something. It's just, it just feels good to just give back to people and, and just see, you know, see that they're improving. And that's all I want out of people is just to see them grow. You know, you, you can tell me thank you. You cannot tell me thank you. My, my gratitude is, is just seeing you improve and be better. That's, you know, that works for me. As long as it's successful, that, you know, that's just a win for me. Right. So two follow-up questions to that. Yeah. First, what was your position in, uh, in basketball? What position are you? And, and are you – oh, okay. So you like, you like the, uh, shooting guard. Uh, shooting guard, shooting guard. Sorry, sorry. Shooting guard. All right. Three-point shooter? Mm-hmm. Yo, same. Mm-hmm. That was a legit. And ask anybody that I played high school, college with, even friends, friends now, like, that is my game. I'm just a three-point shooter. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, <clears throat> second one, if you had – so kind of follow up with the financial literacy piece. You kind of mentioned all these, these little details that you were talking about with, with one of your friends who's an advisor. What would be one piece of advice that you would have for anybody listening to this podcast right now in terms of uh, for finances, especially in this, this climate? What's, what's one thing that, they, that you think is an important piece um, to kind of get your finances in place? Um, I think, honestly – it's just taking a little bit of time grabbing, you know, maybe like a month's work of your bank statement. And, you know, I, I, again, I did the same exact thing and, you know, I started adding up just all the bills that I had because I was trying to save, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, hopefully everybody's trying to save, you know, for different things, different goals. And, you know, I was like, where, you know, where's my money going? Like I have this, but then I'm, I'm seeing this at, you know, at the end, at my bottom line, like what is going on, you know, and I started looking at it, you know, added up all my bills. And then I looked at, you know, everything that wasn't a bill going to dunks, grabbing lunch, you know, for work. And it was like, you know, two, you know, after everything, it was like two, maybe $300 for that month of stuff that I was like, you know, at first you're like, Oh, it's, you know, it's only three bucks. It's only, you know, a dollar fifty for, you know, candy bar or whatever, you know, even something as simple as a candy bar, you know, Oh, you know, it's only 20 bucks for lunch here, but it's like, 
at the end of the month, like $300, like I look at that, that's a tattoo. Like, you know, I'm trying to save over a tattoo that's right there. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally buying myself out of a tattoo because I have to get a coffee, you know, every single day, you know, three, $15 a week, like that adds up. And, you know, just, I think for people, it's, it's not, it's not hearing somebody say it, it's actually seeing it, actually doing it and actually looking at it. That was the wake up call for me. So like really just, you know, look at where you're spending your money. You know, do you like, do you really need to go to Dunks every single day? You know, can you buy a Keurig? Can you, you know, just make coffee at home? I guarantee you Keurigs, coffee makers are going to save you a lot of money. Obviously it's not going to taste exactly the same, but what's the value that you're going to get out of it? You know what I mean? You know, meal prep, you know, take an hour, maybe two hours, meal prep on a Sunday, you know, do something fun with your family or your wife or your significant other and, you know, just meal prep for the week. And then boom, you don't have to buy lunch for that week, you know? So, you know, just to wrap it up, you know, just really look at what you're spending, you know, and what you're spending it on. Do you, you need to, buy that coffee do you need to go out every friday night and buy drinks you know is it something that you can just you know maybe do once a month or you know even if you want to just shrink it down slowly maybe twice a month you know just just look at it at the the bigger picture take the time and just really look at you know how you're spending your money um you could be saving a lot more than you think trust me I think that's awesome advice. And no, same with us, because like I, for me specifically, like I just bought a house with my brother yes. and um, right before <laughs> the, this whole quarantine thing happened and, and the coronavirus and whatnot, everyone jokes with us where uh, we're certainly getting our money's worth now since we can't leave it. But uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but no, same thing. It's like you have, it's in order for us to, you know, obviously make our mortgage every month, you have to, it became, okay, like what can I, I kind of did the similar thing pretty recently myself where it was like, okay, what can I cut out of my, my spending every month? Um, now it's definitely easier because I'm not going out as much and, you know, but like, no, I mean, you don't, you don't think about these things at the time, like going out with friends on a Friday night, you know, after work for Mm -hmm. drinks and food. Like, I mean, you know, you can be out for, you know, a few hours even. And, you know, was say you're having like a drink an hour, right? Three drinks in Boston, let's just call it right. That's mm-hmm. $10 drink and food and then tip. You're probably looking at like a $60 night. And if you, like you said, yeah. if you're doing that every Friday in a month, oh. there's $240 right there. And that doesn't even include the coffee that you were buying every, you know, every day during the week and maybe lunch, you know, for work a couple of days a week. So you're right. It all adds up. And, you know, in your mind, you can be like, oh, well, it's only, it's only this much, but it's, it's so important. Exactly. Cause like that was, that was me in my early twenties Yeah, you know, just going out and, you know, I would go out, you know, even after I was out of college, you know, I'd go out with friends every, you know, cause they were still in town. We'd go out, you know, every Friday and that was like, you know, 60 bucks here, you know, 40 bucks, you know, 80 bucks. And I was like, Oh, whatever. Like, you know, I don't really got much to spend on. But then like, I look back and I'm like, I could have put that towards, you know, you know, things that I really wanted, you know, adding additions to my truck, getting another tattoo, you know, saving up for, you know, just anything. Right. And I'm like, Oh man, if I could like, I, I'd say this to everybody, like, don't, don't wait, like look at your stuff. Don't be like me and looking back and going, Oh, I wish I, you know, didn't go out as many times and I could have saved that money for X, Y, and Z, you know, 
right. just do it now. Don't, don't settle for that regret and, you know, wishing that you could have saved that money. Cause it's a, it's a tough hit. It's a tough, it's a tough feeling, but you know, it is what it is, but you just move forward from it and just, you know, learn from it. But if you can stop it now, stop it right damn now, please. Life tips with Jay Faith. I love yeah. it. Great. Sure, man. Right mind. Yeah, guys. So uh, anybody that's listening right now, make sure you go follow. Uh, is it <clears throat> right mind on Instagram? Uh, it's right mind on Instagram. It's a uh, right mind, but no vowels. Got it. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link everything in the description here too. So I'm sure. So make sure you guys check out that and give him a follow. And yeah, for all this stuff. Uh, again, this is this is such, you know, good, good, great content. Um, to bring it just back to the music now, you've been yeah. dropping some singles in the last, you know, couple of months or so. You yeah. had recently both that I'm I'm loving. We're loving both over here. Um, we're gonna review one for one of the upcoming Boston artist reviews. I can't haven't decided yet which one I want to okay. do yet because I keep them both equally for different reasons. But first one is Horizon, which is just I think lyrically maybe one of the better songs that i've heard this year so far and i want you to talk about dive into that like really the process for, with that song sure. and then uh someone i just recently got uh thrown into uh, onto because of hero when we did our instagram live was chemic mm-hmm. uh, who's a boston rapper and she is i mean what a spitter she is and she oh, yeah. a great verse on one day yeah for sure First, let's talk about Horizon and um, that single and really the creation of that and, and why you chose to, to put out uh, a song like that. Um, so Horizon was actually part of, you know, the initial idea was for the, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Anno Domini, uh, the beat, uh, beat makers. They're, you know, pretty great uh, group of collective, uh, collective of beat makers, but they do um, a song contest. Um, that they do every single year you submit you know you get ranked up and you know that was initially what i was doing it for and you know i put the song together and i was at first i was really struggling with it because i wanted i really wanted something that just it just really hit home it just really resonated and was just a step way above anything that i had really put out and you know one of the people that i had started getting into was um d smoke i don't know if you've heard of d smoke from rhythm and flow i just got so excited i just hit my mic dude i so if you go on our blog right and i I did a huge um i I did see that huge piece for yep because he was a teacher before rhythm and flow he was a teacher in inglewood and i think that's why i connect with him too because that's kind of what i do too so i'm like oh dude he's amazing man like i just right away you could just tell like in the very moment i i, I know his brother sir like i understand that piece of it but like mm-hmm. you know for, for the one of the other reasons why he's probably blown up but mm-hmm. in terms of you know like you're saying personally like you you obviously work with kids and you coach kids and things like that so um i know you're not a teacher person or you, you're not a teacher correct That's i'm a so i'm a team coordinator so I, it's I basically work with um, it's like a boys and girls club, but for oh. military kids. So all right, so you all right? Oh, you did say mention that. Okay, so, so yeah, so you do um, essentially you you do you do like you help young people essentially. Yeah. And no, so same with me though. When I first when he was like, yeah, I'm a teacher in Inglewood, and him and Snoop are looking at each other like, yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. actually Inglewood or whatever, dude. I was hooked to him immediately, and mm-hmm. 
musically he's incredible like he's oh phenomenal like and just his style like he and i think that was another reason why i really wanted to dive into you know messing around with the stems because like he would just his style and him going into the studio and being like hey like i want this here i want this instrument here like i want it like this and i'm like dude like he has so much control over not only just like himself which his demeanor is like just super dope and chill and like he just doesn't care but just has so much control over his own music creation i'm like that's the level that i want to be at you know just something to look up to Oh, absolutely. I thought it was so cool in one of the last episodes when he was working with Soundwave and, and he already had a BPM right in the studio exactly. with one. And Soundwave was like, I have never worked with somebody so hands-on. And that's a big producer we're talking about. And exactly. Able, like you're saying to, like, I think you were even alluding to this a little earlier in, in, in the episode t- today and with this, with this episode is like, you want to know what you're going to do right when you get in the studio beforehand so that way you're not wasting any time you just you have yeah. these things in place in order to craft the, the true song you want to do and he, he obviously does the same thing so that exactly. is I think that's an awesome goal to like shoot for and and, and a guy to look at because I agree I think his demeanor is one of the best I've seen for an artist especially in hip-hop like just in terms of who he is just at the core who you can just mm-hmm. tell he's just a genuine human being and exactly. anybody and like anybody that's a teacher I, I my hat's off to them and especially in for a place sure. like Wood, where I'm sure, um, and I know you. I know you said you you deal with uh, obviously you know, kids are military and whatnot are that are going to and things like that. And and I think that you know, I used to teach in, in Everett, and um, so it's it's these communities. They really they need role models. They need people exactly. that are gonna show them that they can be whatever they want to be. And so exactly. So you know, just just seeing him on that show, um, you know, and then you know his song uh, "Let Me Go." Uh, it just it just resonated with me and I was like you know again like just thinking of him like that's the level that I want to take it and you know I just you know it immediately hit me and you know that I use that as kind of like my influence but you know just I just put the song together you know I even sang a little bit which I usually don't do not the greatest but um, you know something I usually don't do and you know it just it ended up being something that you know for a while, like I was like super proud of just from beginning to end, how it was constructed, how I put everything together. You know, again, I, you know, even went into the finer details of, you know, when I was recording, like learning how to set up my audio interface better, how, you know, how to just record better, you know, with what I have. And, you know, I just took those tools that I learned and just threw that into the song and, you know, you have horizon and you know initially i had it ready i wanted to release it but i wanted to wait i didn't want to release it you know anytime sooner before the contest um had come out had come out last month um so you know it was it was kind of hard to sit on it too and just be like you know the only people that are hearing this are the people that actually produced it right so you know it was tough to just sit on it but i'm like no like you know for me i like to especially like that type of song, like something that I know I can be proud of to release. Like it was hard to just sit on it and be like, no, I like, I have to wait a little bit longer before I drop this. Right. Cause it's such an important song. You want it to be, you want the timing to be right. And I like, I, I'm the same way, like a, like an episode much like this one where like I am 
I know it's, it's going well. And like, you know, I'm excited about an episode I want to drop. I'm like, all right, I already have something for this week though. Just calm down. Cause like, you don't want to like, you know, throw it out in a time when no one's going to consume it or it's not going to, or maybe the proper time. But I think for this client, I know the contest, I know you did it for a contest, but I think it worked so well for right now because it's, and I, and I didn't even think about that. Like when I was writing it and then like, as like things started and then like, I started like really like, it's weird to say this, but like actually listening to my own song, I was like, Oh my God, this song is like exactly right for what people need right now is we're going through a pretty crappy time right now, but literally just like stay strong and just know that we're going to get through this and like, just keep pushing forward. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough to hold on to because I had just dropped outside with, I am so loco and you know, I didn't want to like just mush them all together, especially, like I said, like as, as powerful as outside was and how happy I was with outside I didn't want that to mesh with with horizon no that makes that makes total sense you wanted them like to be able to stand on their own two feet yeah because outside was another like just for for me personally and just my growth as an artist was another just monumental step up of where I wanted to be as far as like creating music like I you know I met him for uh, I am so loco sound advice and you know, we've, he's from Michigan and we eventually just kind of linked up, you know, Instagram, you know, that whole chestnut. And then I was like, dude, like you, you just have a, such a dope style. Like I, I would love to work with you. I sent them the track. I'm like, I have this hook, but I just can't nail it myself. I'm not a singer, but it needs to be sung. Um, here's, you know, what I have for it, you know, and, and I have a verse at the end and, I sent it to him. He sent it back and he absolutely crushed it. And I, I couldn't have been more happy with it. So, you know, releasing that and then, and then creating horizon, I was like, I need, I need these to be separate. They have to be separate because it, they're just, for me, they're just too good to just mush together and have them wash each other out. Exactly. No, I think that that makes complete sense. You know, you don't, you don't want your, your fans to to listen to one and not the other, you know what I mean? And or exactly. focus on one or the other. No, it makes total sense. Um, no, I, like I, like I said, uh, it's just topically and just, it, it's a very uplifting, inspirational track. I mean, given obviously the, the name of the track, I think people can kind of understand what it might even, it, it, it really sounds almost like, it, it sounds like the title. It, it really has a, a rise <laughs> sound to it. I, I really, I really love the uplifting nature. I feel like a lot of your tracks have that in it. that like, that element of, um, I don't want to say, uh, uh, I guess positivity would be like the, the word, like you, you seem like even, even when you're rapping about negative topics, you always find a way to like make it something positive. And I think that that's such a, such a great thing that, um, that you're able to do. I think that as an artist for you specifically, um, just like outside looking in, I think you're somebody that people can, could gravitate towards that need a little bit of, you know, little something you know just some something inspirational and i think that that's um and i think you're doing that in 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 more ways than one even without you you know not even your music um yeah yeah Yeah, no it's either usually what i'm trying to reach for is either some type of understanding um and that goes for anybody that's listening to it that can resonate with that i'm sure like you know everybody is looking for some understanding in their own personal lives and you know 
from the outside of other people, just understand what I'm dealing with, understand what I'm going through, or just, again, like you said, like just something positive, like, I understand you're going through this difficult time, but like, Hey, like, let's get this, let's get through this crap together. I, I may not be know exactly what you're going through, but Hey, like, you know, I'm just here, you know, as a shoulder to lean on, you know, you don't have to talk to me. You don't have to tell me anything, but like, Hey, let's just, you know, vibe out and let's just grow and get through this together. Amen. I love that. That's awesome. So it's a great sentiment to take away from not only just, you know, your music, but I think music in general, I think that is, that is something that is so universal in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to be different people could be going through completely different things, but still, you know, take away a similar sentiment mm-hmm. with, I think that that's, that it could be any, you know, any, not, I mean, I shouldn't say any song, but like a song that, you know, has a deeper, you know, inspirational meaning like that can definitely, can definitely make sense. Um, one day has some elements of that too, but you and Kemic definitely, uh, you, you guys trade some bars there. Tell me about, uh, and then again about that, that song and how that one created. That was, that's your, your most recent, recent yep. release. One that I'm, that I'm definitely, we're, we're all vibing with over here. It's, it's, it's a good one. Uh, well, I guess again, we'll link all these songs in the description, sure. uh, but this is another, another awesome song. So tell me about, um, working with Kemic. Yeah, Kemic, Kemic was super dope to work with. I initially met her, we did a grind mode cipher in um, New Bedford, uh, Third Eye Open. Uh, kind of like met, but then like not really met. You know, it's like one of those things like you're kind of all together, um, you know, and you're like, oh, let's, you know, trade Instagrams and yeah, let's link up, you know, just that kind of thing. You never, you know, we didn't really get to like have a conversation that day. And then we ended up getting put together for a show for uh, Leeds um, at the Middle East. And she, you know, she was there again, obviously. And, you know, I actually got to see her perform like her own style of music, you know, outside of just, you know, a simple a 16 and a cypher. So I got to, again, kind of get to know her content and, you know, what she had to deliver. So you know, just hearing that, like, immediately after she got off stage, I was like, hey, like, you had super dope set, like, I definitely want to work with you, like, let's, you know, put something together, you know, so, you know, a couple, I probably maybe a month, probably a couple of months actually went by um, before I kind of sent everything out, but, you know, I, I created this song, I was, you know, s- sitting around one day, no, no pun intended, but, you know, and I just started thinking about, you know, just my own personal life, like one day, like I'm not going to be making music anymore. Like, what is that going to look like? One day I'm not going to be here anymore. Like, you know, what is that going to look like in the sense of, you know, what am I going to leave behind? What, what is some positive thing? You know, again, being a teen coordinator and trying to influence teens, what is something that I can leave behind that, you know, they can take and be like, Oh, like, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, they taught me this lesson and, this is something that I can pass on to just make the world a better, not to sound corny, but make the world a better place, you know, even just a small minute portion of it. So, you know, that's where it just comes in, you know, one day, one day I'll retire, one day I'll expire, but until then, thank God that I'm alive, you know, cause you know, at the end of the day, you really just have to think about it. Like, just be grateful that you are here and just take advantage of every single day because you really don't know when it's, going to be gone. I've lost family members who were, you know, 18 years old, car accidents, like, 
it's unimaginable to think about that kind of stuff and you know to think that they were just young ripe and you know just graduated high school and now they're not even here no more then they were such creative people you know this is the tattoo that I got for him he drew the graffiti on here you know like such a just a, an artistic person worked on cars and it's like he's not here anymore he can't do any of that stuff you know so like what can you leave behind that's positive and just appreciate every single moment that you have because unfortunately even just thinking it's smaller music is going to stop right You're, you, unfortunately we are going to stop music at some point as much as we want to you know keep dabbling in it as much as possible um it's going to stop at some point and again unfortunately we're not always going to be here so you know just take full advantage of it um and you know just enjoy it and again listening to some of Chemics music you know, she, I knew that she would be a good fit for it because, you know, she kind of fit along those lines of some of the concepts that I rap about. So I was like, hey, like I got this song. I already had the verse done. You know, I just sent it over and was like, hey, this is, you know, kind of where we're going. And, you know, she she hit the nail on the head and couldn't have put together, you know, a better verse, you know, for, you know, what we're trying to talk about. And, you know, I try not to tell artists to, you know, limit themselves or, you know, stray away from who they are. Just rap about yourself and you know fit it your own way i never try to box uh anybody in you know no you have to do it this specific way you know i i try to give as much artistic freedom as possible and you know she just ran with it and now you have one day i feel like it would even come out better that way you know what i mean because you, you would get the, the full artist's like persona if you if you do it and approach it in the way that you do right <laughs> necessarily telling them this is exactly how I want you to do it right like right. here's the song what here's what I have but like put your creative spin on it because if you wanted you know if you had them do it the way you wanted to do it I don't know if it would even you know it would sound probably cohesive but maybe it wouldn't have an element that would be that would give it such a uniqueness right like because because I'm sure right. took a different I mean, she, she does, she takes a different approach of it, even just how she wraps it, you know, like in her cadence and her delivery, but it gives it such a nice contrast and it really brings it, you know, together. And I think that that's important, even though, you know, two things, two people could be coming from two different perspectives. It's like, it doesn't, it, you know, yeah. the end goal was sort of the same. And, and I love what you say too, because it's, it's so funny you even brought this up because I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, I'm not even just saying that, like in terms of me with the podcast, it's like, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, I'm, I know when will it, when will I stop? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I thought about that. Mm -hmm. um, not, not, not really, not per se when listening to, to your song, but just, yeah. just in general, I was kind of like, you know, there will, you're right. There will be a day where I won't be doing this anymore. Um, and but but these episodes will be out there for consumption forever mm -hmm. so what kind of legacy because i think that's the wrong word but like what footprint do or fingerprint do i want to leave on the podcasting world the music industry and particularly the, the boston music industry like when i'm all said and done and you know these these episodes you know still live on and the people that you know were able to be part of it like you and hero and you know all the other artists, amazing artists we've already had on the show, you know, what is that going to look like? Right. What is that legacy? And again, I don't, I don't want to use the word legacy, but yeah. um, you, you understand what I'm kind of working. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the same thing with you and your music. Like when people go back to listening to Jay Faith and, you know, maybe it's 50 years from now and you're, Hopefully. 
in a rocking chair and not not doing it anymore. You know what I mean? It's like when when people go back to it, what are they gonna what are they gonna still be able to take away from it? You know that exactly. And it's not even like you know you know what are what are people gonna say about me? It's just more like what can what can you take away from it? Are you gonna listen to it and just be like, you know, I look at a lot of you know, and again, not a knock on any of the kind of the current some of the current songs that are coming out today. I think just the attention spans of people. We need kind of those quicker songs and those quicker just upbeat you know we just need upbeat songs too but you know what you know when you when people look back on it like what are are you gonna either just listen to it or and then just kind of disregard it or are you gonna is it still something that's going to be timeless that you can say yeah i can definitely you know keep this on repeat you know a little bit more right or is it going to like impact you or stick with it <laughs> shape or form no I, I think you bring up an awesome point because i think that this day and age of music it is that way it's it's um you know very short spurts or like moments of things and then we like you're right we, we move on because our attention spans are short. i mean you're even seeing how people craft albums even now is so yeah. much like, you know when you made an album 10 12 you know 20 years ago it was like 20 tracks an hour and a half long. Look at any album from the early 2000s or, you know, beyond or past that, you know, not to say that albums like that length don't come out anymore, but the, all the albums coming out now are in that like 30 to 50 minute pocket. And it's because of, I think the reason why there's, there's so many artists. And again, it's not a bad thing because there's, we have all these platforms now to be creative but there's now it's almost becoming so oversaturated to the point where exactly. you want their attention span. But I mean, how much can you really get? Are you going to get it? You know? Right. Cause I mean, you we were going from maybe four, four and a half minute songs to, you oh know, <laughs> three verses, you know, three hooks, you know, nice little outro to maybe two and a half now, yeah. roughly around there two, maybe three, you know, just because, one, it's it's so easy to make music that you can just spit out, you know, a couple verses really quick and then just drop it the next day. But again, like you said, like people's attention spans are just so short that, you know, you hear that song and then it's like, okay, there's that hit. Okay, now where's the next hit? People are constantly looking for the next hit. And I don't, you know, people like you and I, like, we're like, where's the songs that, I can listen to in 50 years. Like I'm still listening to DMX. I'm still listening to, you know, some of those old classic guys, you know, today because it's music that is timeless and I can still resonate with, you know. Relevant. You know, no matter what the year (laughs) is, those types of songs that are, like you said, timeless and are still relevant, those are the ones that end up having the staying power. Exactly. 100%. 100%. No, that makes, no, I completely agree. Because, like, even, like, me growing up, like, I look at, like, some of the dance songs, Lean With It, Rock With It, Laffy Taffy, like, those are, those are great songs. I love those songs to death, but to put those versus, like, a, again, like, DMX song, DMX is going to be up, is going to get more replay value. It's not going to die out as quickly. I'm, I'm only going to Lean With It, Rock With It so many times. Oh, of course. But or- DMX, like, in a specific setting you're going to lean with a rock with it you're not exactly exactly. right right so it's like you know again we need those songs but then there's the songs that are gonna be timeless and just doesn't matter when you listen to them you you press play and it's like you just time capsule oh exactly 
That's awesome, dude. I love it. And that. that's, you know, one of the things that I had to do to get out of the writer's block was I, I started listening to, you know, music, probably like music that I don't have on my, because on, I use uh, Apple Music. And, you know, a lot, obviously, like a lot of like mixtapes, stuff like that, you can't, you can't get on Apple Music. So I was like, you know, I was scrolling through my, my iTunes library on my laptop and it has, you know, all those, all those songs on there, you know, just all my old music that I used to download from Primark. And um, uh, so, you know, I had all that music on there. So I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I was scrolling through and I was like, oh man, I haven't heard this song in forever. Like the mixtape logic, uh mid mixtape MGK, um, you know, just like hearing those people as they were still coming up, like that was like the music that like smacked me in the face. And I was like, imme- almost like immediately, like playing those songs, like it just brought me back. And then it brought me back into like kind of the writing cycle. I was like, oh my God, like, where's my pen? Like, I need to start writing like now because this is the music that I was listening to when I was writing my like first, second and third projects and was like really getting into hip hop, Uh, not hip hop, but just like my solo career. And, you know, I was like, I needed this. Like, I just needed that refresher of just remembering why I started doing music and you know where that inspiration came from and i think also like i think people need that too because i was running into a a point where when i was creating music i was like almost like confused as to like where i was really going like it didn't seem fun anymore like it felt more like a job and like i have to i have to create the song because I just put out a song two months ago and it, you know, I have nothing else that's coming up. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I got to release a song. Like, what am, Oh my God, I'm freaking out. People are going to forget about me. You know? And I was like, this, it, it's just turning into stuff that I'm just like trying to force. And like, obviously that's where the writer writer's block starts falling into play, but it was like, you know, it didn't feel fun and creative anymore. And then when I finally dove back into those songs, it was like, Oh yeah, that, you know, this is why, like, you know, this is why I started writing and okay. Like now, like I had that same feeling and that same creative feeling um, that I did back then. And it just like, just brought everything back and like, just helped me start like being a little bit more creative in the writing process, um, you know, today. Right. Well, to be honest with you, I think one of the most unique things about you is your complete transparency with not only, not even just on this, on this show right now, but on Instagram, like I see you all the time, like you've put it out there. You're like, I am going through writer's block people. Like you, you, you have, I don't want to say shame. Cause that's not like it's, you, there's not nothing to be ashamed of, but I don't think a lot of artists want to admit when they're going through writer's block or when they're having yeah. one. You're just coming out. They're just like, Hey guys, listen, like, having writer's block today and and that's it and like the realness and like you like again it goes back to the legacy piece is like when you know when you're done creating music I think that's what a lot of people will at least from my perspective like outside looking in with your music just as a fan of your music now I think that's what I'll remember about you I'll be like you know what Jay Faith that Jay Faith he was genuine he was always honest and he made music that was real and I think that that is what's going to be what will kind of you know be everlasting for you you know what i mean because that's a hard thing to admit to people sure. 
don't know. Like I'm a creative and I can't create right now because I have this moment where I just can't think of anything to create. Yeah. Like three things like, like I was just thinking about is, you know, one, you know, I'm not, you know, if you look at my, like my for Instagram, for example, like I'm not like, I don't do like a lot of lives. I'm not like, Hey, like I'm, I'm here. Like, what's up? Like, follow me, like do this, do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not like, I'm not that type of person. I'm very introverted. So, you know, it goes into my number two of, you know, getting fans to connect with me and, and resonate with me. It's like, you know, I go through different things, you know, to go to touch into my third topic is, you know, it goes back into the first project that I ever put together, which was, I'm still called, I'm still human, which, you know, the basis was like, I still go, you know, just because, you know, I do hip hop or if I were to, you know, rise to, you know, making millions, whatever, I'm still a human at the end of the day. Like I still deal with different things, you know, just because I, you know, I make music doesn't mean I can't make music sometimes. It, you know, that happens. You know, I experience loss, grief, happiness, joy. I still go through those things. I'm still human. And I want people to know that, you know, as I grow as an artist, you know, I'm not going to change from that. I know some people lose track and, and sight of that. You know, they just think, you know, they're impenetrable. But at the end of the day, like, I'm still human, you know, I'm going to have those experiences just like you. And that's why I try to relate as much of my music with you because I'm human. This is what I go through. And I know a lot of you can probably resonate with that. So, you know, exactly. that's just, it's going to be helpful for other people, especially your fans to hear that. Right. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, okay. <clears throat> he is. I then like, I like, for example, like someone was having right, like a say as an author and they were having writer's block the other day and they're a fan of yours and they go on your Instagram page and see you're having it too. All right. That makes me feel, just as it just makes me feel better like you're just excited we've got kind of been a common theme of this whole con like a, this whole really show and this, this episode of the conversation but like just being able to connect and re be relatable to people especially during this time that we're in right now the climate it's just, it's just really really important and and it's, it's gonna like you said you'll you'll make those you know you won't be like one of these clowns, like the six, nine dude that just really, you know, he has 18 million views last night in 10 yeah. hours, like, you know, just, just spewing nonsense. But how many real connections did that man make with right. those? 18 million views? <clears throat> right. I'm exactly. Like you could have I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying, for example, like you could have 10 listens on a song, but what if those 10 people actually resonated with that? That is more impactful than the exactly. 18 million people that, listen to six nine just spit dumb stupid stupid dumb all night like for two minutes yesterday right. you know what i'm saying so i just think that is like like i, I kind of sound like a broken record but i think that that is just so important and um i'm happy that that you are taking that approach so i just yeah because yeah. i mean like again to go to the six nine thing i think people just wanted to just hear what he had to say like just to see what he would say but yeah. like you go you go tomorrow even the next day, no one's, no one's going back to it. It's, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's just, it was here for that moment. And, you know, that's, again, just to wrap it all around again, like, that's why, you know, I create what I create. And obviously, like, I know you lean towards that with your content. It's, it's things that people are just going to stick with and not just be here for that moment. You got it. 
this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank like you, man. This is big enough. Like, and this is why again, every every person we've had on, and like like this is a homage to everybody that's been on the show already. Like the amount of different amazing perspectives and anecdotes and really just life lessons that you guys all and you right now just were able to to bring in. Like, I can't thank you enough. Um, it's been an absolute privilege to have you here. It's a pleasure, man. Absolute privilege for whoever's <clears throat> going to have something to take away from this for sure and people if you aren't on to jay faith's music by now and if this a little over an hour hour and 20 minutes or so was was is not a testament enough i really don't know what to tell you at this point like this man has given you everything you need to go in and and dive into his music and and enjoy it i have one last question for you i ask everybody this question um, I actually forgot to ask Taha last week this question, and I apologize, Taha. Shout out Taha. He was another. Uh, this that episode's already out, and um, at this point, and he will. He is just. He was another amazing person we had. But for sure, you can make a song. I know that's kind of weird to think about you making a song, but let's just picture mm-hmm. that for a second. You can make a song, okay? Yep. You can collaborate with anybody, ever, dead or alive. Ever. Whatever you want, you you have the ability to make your dream. I call it your dream scenario song. Okay, so let's say this: you get a producer, you get a verse, you get two other ver- guest verses, and you have somebody do the hook. So Ooh. who are you having? Who are you having on that song? All right, I know you. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you, this is a good one. Who are you having on that song? Okay, and who is? producing it and what does it sound like the floor is yours oh producer let's see producers are always tough for me because it's so many um let's start with artists um i think not to sound repetitive but and this is more than just their style um definitely j cole because I think just being in the studio, not only just in creating a song for me, like I've even said, like, I would love to just have a conversation with him because I think just having a conversation with him would be like the most enlightening thing possible. Um, So definitely J Cole um, would definitely take one of the verses Um, producers. Let's, let's try to get this producer one because let's get the difficult part out of the way. I think I'm trying to see I think more style than mm-hmm. I would say have you heard Monday uh from Joel Ortiz I have not like Apollo Brown oh, I know. more of an Apollo Brown yeah Apollo kind of Brown. Style. that so would probably, be yeah that would be interesting I think Cole would still kill it but that would, that would be a really cool because Apollo Brown some of his I mean he has had some sample based um mm-hmm material and i think that that cole would sound nicer but that'd be interesting so apollo brown is the producer you and cole you got one more verse and you got a you got a hook a hook um let's see let's see what i got here actually hold on don't have it on if i had to pick another verse see this is tough you got me right on the spot here yeah, I love doing this. This is my favorite thing to do. Because, <laughs> like, I could say, like, I could say Joe Budden, because, like, obviously that's an obvious, but I want to keep it kind of fresh. Again, well, like, I could say 
Hold on, though. That could because Budden doesn't rap anymore. So if you got him out of retirement, that's just right. And it was Joe Budden, J. Cole, J. Faith. That like the J's. That that could be. <laughs> could be something. I don't know. I'm, I know of an. That would be cool. Alliteration guy, you know, English and what. Yeah, for sure. That'd be an interesting collab too, because those are like three. I think like three different styles. Yeah, I, I think it's similar content, but I think it's three different styles of just music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Round beat. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so. absolutely. Let's see. Hook. You got one person to sing the hook. Who's singing it? Obviously, obviously, you you don't feel you you uh, you're good enough. <laughs> no. I've the show and they're like, you yeah, know, nah, I'm singing the hook. Like, I got it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, um. Let's see if I have that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little more of a smoother song. You know who I'd want to work with, in this. I don't know if this would work though. It's your dream song, man. You can you can make it work. Because if I'm thinking of the vibe, it's definitely gonna be a more of a mellow vibe. I was thinking one person, but I don't know if that would be a good fit. Because I was thinking Janae Aiko. But I think that wouldn't be the right vibe for. Hey, it's it's fixed with the Jays, man. And she. Oh Jesus! I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, but I was thinking Khalid. I was huh? thinking Khalid. Oh okay. I could okay. Either yeah. Which is a little different. I know it's a weird weird combination. But I just I like his I like his style. I like his tone um, that he delivers, especially with hooks. Um, I think he just brings a whole different kind of atmosphere to the song and especially with the other people that i have on it i think it would just fit and mold in a little bit better with just the vibe of what the song is going to bring cool look out for j faith featuring joe yeah. <laughs> khalid produced by apollo Brown. <laughs> i love it man no this is like i said it's one of my favorite questions to ask people because they're like oh, shit, anybody you know? so All right the possibilities are really endless. I mean, you can, oh, of course, of you course. can make a list for days. Oh my God, no kidding, right? But hey, I would listen to it. So that would be a track that I would, that I would <laughs> no doubt about it. Maybe one day, we'll see. See if I can get, see if I can get Joe out of retirement for, for a song. Yeah, maybe, maybe one day. And that's the, uh, no, no pun intended. And I get <laughs> good way exactly. to. Yay, Faith. Thank you so much, sir, for doing Appreciate this. Appreciate it, man. Thank you another phenomenal episode here at the turntable teachers another just great guest speaker on here shedding nothing but information and facts and just you know a lot of insight and we again we, we appreciate your transparency and, and being so real on this on this show with us today for sure people please go follow this man all right go follow him at uh right mind with no uh with no vowels no vowels Get on that movement guys that's that is i love what, what he's doing with that and that is this really great thing and then uh, Jay Faith on Instagram. And make oh, sure yeah. to follow him. We'll have all the links in the description of yeah. and the, or the podcast, however you're listening to this, whether you're listening to the audio or the watching the video. And yeah, follow, make sure you follow us at Turntable Teachers. If you're Faith and you're not on with us yet, make sure you get on our stuff and make sure you follow us on Instagram. Hit up our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all of our blogs and other interviews that we've done with other artists and 
album reviews, episodes, we got it all for you guys. Uh, Boston artists and, you know, Massachusetts artists and then people, artists from everywhere. We, we, we try to cover as much as we can, new and old. So make sure you check us out. Jay Faith, thank you, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You got it. And uh, again, this is Jay Faith. I am Mike with the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed. We out. Turn, 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 turn.